Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio. It's the show where conversations save lives. This is episode 108. Thanks, guys, for joining us here tonight on the show. I'm joined with my trusty co-host, the man's man, DW. I hear that you're putting together your Christmas list already. Oh, I am. How did you know that, though? You were writing stuff down as we were getting ready for the show tonight. That's right. That's right. I was. <laughs> and showing me pictures on some website, Duluth something or another. Oh, Duluth Trading Company? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's a that's a place where men need to buy their clothes, right there. <laughs> and women too. I don't want to hear it. Men, that's a place for men what? to go buy their clothes. <laughs> I don't want to. Don't, don't dilute this on me. Don't don't make it. I mean, this. You know, I enjoy the men's clothes there. I saw that they had a women's department, but I looked at the men's stuff. Why can't you be happy for the men and the women who shop there? Because I'm just that way. <laughs> they have very nice women's clothing too. <laughs> What's at the top of your list already? For the Duluth Trading Company? or uh, my Your list? Christmas list. I, I, I thought you were making a Christmas list. What's at the top of your yeah. Christmas list already? What's at the top of my Christmas list? Well, let's see. My daughter asked me that the other day, and I thought I could use uh, a battery charger. There you go. How exciting is that? I mean, really. I could. I, I actually was going to put on there, I have, I have a slow leak in my ATV tire. It's going to put an inner tube on there. Real exciting stuff. You should get like a lift kit for it. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? It, it's really funny. For Christmas for many years, I've told my daughter, she she, she actually uh, called me and she said, Dad, would you cooperate? You know, we want to, you know, get you something. For, and, I, and I just broke into song, you know, all I need is love kind of thing. And she just got mad at me again. But I really mean that. I told my kids years ago. My daughters are 32 and 30, and I told them, you know what I want for Christmas? Honestly, if you can do it, I would love for you just to be home for that day, and we can just be together. And if you could do that, I tell you, that's a great gift, uh, because we're in a busy time and a busy life, and to just spend a day where we can just be together Hmm. and um, not have a real schedule and not feel pressure. The gifts are great, and and I love giving them gifts, and, and really, I... I love helping them at this stage in my life. But a key gift for me is their presence at this point, and I would rather enjoy that than anything else. So um, that's all I ask of them, and I really do mean that. And then I, I do give them some silly things, like get me some dark chocolate or something. I, I mean, if you want to get me something, that's fine, but you being here it means a tremendous amount to me. That's kind of how we end up every year. We end up being at our house and living on the tradition. Now, neither of them are married, so... They don't have families to bring with them, other family members or anything. So it's still the four of us that are able to get together. And I enjoy that thoroughly. Cool. And tonight with us also on the show, Jason's with us in studio. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm I'm excited. You're looking forward I to Christmas? What's what's the top of your oh, Christmas man. list right now? Uh, I don't know. Peace on Two Earth, good will man. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Two front teeth. I'm probably the worst person to buy gifts for just because I, there's nothing I ever really like want. Like, I just enjoy this. You know, it's great, though. You... you, you you have the right age child to enjoy Christmas. It's true. It is fun. Yeah. Both of you guys do, actually. It's been fun 
watching him look at the Christmas tree because our Christmas tree has been up since November 14th. There you go. Wow. <laughs> Early bird. Wow. So like the Red Cups inspired you guys to get going on Christmas early too, huh? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Die hard Christmas. But Jeff, I sure. mean, you have those young kids at your house and, and even uh, Bill, who's with us again this week. You know, you have young kids and it, it, Christmas is a cool time. Uh, to just be around and see their eyes and enjoy being with them. I, it's just one of those great times that families can slow down. Thanksgiving, Christmas, two days of the year where you can just stop. I hated it when stores started opening on Thanksgiving. I mean, I just hated that. I'm actually um, a weird guy, though. I'm kind of anti-football on Thanksgiving, too. Really? Wow. Just, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, why not spend time with your family? Turn this stuff off and just spend time playing games with them and enjoying being with them. And Yeah. Uh, so I'm 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 a little out of it maybe on that. But. Maybe if you watch football together though, then it would be spending time with your family. <laughs> yeah, then and you're not talking; you're just looking. It's probably because you're a Packer fan, and there's really nothing to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> or you're yelling at the TV together. <laughs> yes. I mean, <laughs> well, I find it interesting in relationships in general. I mean, it, two people say, "Hey, let's go on a date or something." They go and they watch a movie, and they they watch everybody else have a life, but they don't have one themselves. And then they come back and they. They talk about everyone else's life, but they don't really do anything to have their own life. And I think it's very interesting that that's how we do it as a culture. Um, I, I think, why not go out and do something instead of just watch somebody else do something? Although you never know, it might spark conversation. You know, if you watch something, depending on the movie, and it could be an easier way to talk about something that might, may be difficult could to talk be. about. Could be. Yeah, or listen to the show together as a family. There I mean, that's go. something that we encourage. And, you know, also joining us on the show tonight, Tara Kay is back hey. with us, as you are probably aware Welcome back, Tara. Thanks. And uh, Bill is also joining us again from last week. This is part two of that conversation we were talking about how America needs refugees more than ever. And I know it's a provocative title because this has been an issue that's come up again. We did discuss the Red Cups a few weeks back. And now we're talking a little bit about how we look at life really as Christians from an eternal perspective. We see the world differently now when we are in Christ. So how we look at the world, how we respond, and even now in this Christmas season, you know, we, we had Black Friday, and now everybody's in this whole shopping mode and trying to get all the deals and, and go to Duluth or wherever you have to go to shop to get the stuff that you're looking for for Christmas for these lists. And Dave, I, I really, I don't know if you realize it, but one of the things you just said is something that I want to touch on tonight and how important it really is to spending time with family and realizing that there are so many, even in the season now, that as Christians, something to consider is that there are so many that are around us that are either away from family, very distant from family, maybe don't have family. So how do we not only get consumed by the consumer drive that we all have here in America, but how do we look at even our own world and make a difference, make an impact, whether it is gift giving or something else in this Christmas season, how do we take our eyes off of ourself and really focus them on things that really do matter, issues that matter, people that really do matter, and they matter to God, so they should matter to us, right? You just said um, some very important things in the sense of this. First and foremost, at the recording of this uh, program, it's the 28th anniversary of my dad's death. Mm. When I think about that, he died of a heart attack very suddenly, and it was a very hard time for me. My side of the family, my brother and his family and, and my wife and myself and my mom and dad, we always celebrated Christmas and Thanksgiving the day after Thanksgiving because I had to be back up here and because we were with her family on Thanksgiving and we couldn't get down for Christmas. And uh, our family went through with that celebration that year. We, we still celebrated together without my dad. And that was the first time. And, and what happens in celebrations is invariably there's going to be an empty chair at a celebration. 
there's going to be an empty chair from somebody who used to be a part of your life and 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 this little stuff I was talking about, you know, you guys with your kids, they're they have these memories of mom and dad and the fun stuff that went on in life and 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 eventually there's going to be an empty chair for them to deal with. And and that's the reality of life. What happens though is that we begin to really focus on our feelings and we we begin to focus on the empty chair rather than the chairs that have people in them. And and what we need to be able to do is focus on those that are there and and really focus on who they are, uh, what they're doing in life, and um, and really focus on serving them during this time of year. And I'm telling you, when you do that, you're you're going to be in the right mode, and you're going to be in the right mind frame, and it begins to make the holiday very special for you and all those around you. If you're going into any of the holiday seasons, uh, you know, in any holidays, not just Christmas and Thanksgiving, and you're thinking, boy, this is just all about me. I'm afraid you're setting yourself up to be very miserable. And if you're going into Christmas time and you're thinking, this isn't about me. This is about those that I love and even about those that are having those empty chairs. And, and I want them to know that, that we're thinking of them and we want to include them in our lives and, and, and those kinds of things. I'm telling you, it could be a very special season for everybody involved. Um, and I think we can do that. I mean, we're talking about refugees here, and, and there are some refugees probably that have come over here that are decent young people and families and et cetera, and, and they don't have a clue as to what's going on in, during this time of year maybe, and maybe we can help them understand that and, and help them see what uh, what we do as we celebrate the birth of Christ and other things in our lives. So it could be a, a great time of service or it could be totally self-centered where we, we really begin to get angry depressed over what's going on perspective is all that matters and tonight we want to talk about this with you on the show join us on the tweet back right now if you're hanging out with us on twitter use the hashtag hnrtb you can also email us your thoughts anytime on the show email us at hope at hopenet360.com this conversation will continue here on hopenet radio are you hurting stressed out need somebody to talk to chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at hopenet360.com Hi, this is Dave Wager, a voice you normally hear on HopeNet Radio. And when I'm not doing radio, one of my favorite things to do is teach at the Nicolay Bible Institute. I invite you to check out this one-year Bible and service program at nicolaybibleinstitute.org. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. Chat with a live coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Jeff, DW, Tara Kay, Jason, and Bill back with you on the show. Part two. We talked a lot at length last week about refugees and that. And and we're not really focusing just on refugees tonight. But our main idea tonight of this conversation is how do we look at this world? We see things in the news that definitely should it should affect us in ways that we we recognize when things are just not the way they're supposed to be but now christmas time how do we look at this world we see a, a world that's continually saturated in messages about you got to buy this you got to get this for christmas what's on the top of your list uh people that feel like they're the haves and the have-nots you know those that can't go out and and afford all the expensive gifts this year and then some that are just trying to put food on the table and have a really nice christmas meal together and there are so many realities in our world but as Christians, how do some of these things motivate us? How should we react to some of these situations? I've seen so many opportunities for Christians to 
maybe make an, an impact in the world, but instead we're focusing on messages that really don't reflect us being a people of love. And we talked about before the show even started tonight, and Christians as they were, we should be people that are really, really good at loving other people. We're really good, you know, at loving God and loving other people. That's what Christians are called to do, right, Dave? Yeah. You know what? I, I remember my mom growing up, and my mom had this gift. I mean, she was so thrilled to give us stuff. She was just, that was her life. She just loved to do it. I happen to know where she hid them all. I mean, she would hide them in this closet, and I could go look them, look at them anytime and see what she bought us for whatever. But all year long, she had it in her mind. All year, she would be at a store. She'd look... I remember I would look at something and I, I would just look at it, look at the price, walk away, and I'd see her go over there and look at it. And, you know, I know I'm getting that later. I mean, she's going to buy that thing and it's going to be under a tree. And, and my, my parents both grew up very, very poor and, um, they only got a few Christmas gifts. And I'm telling you, I think they went overboard with my brother and I as we grew up, uh, because they just loved to do that. As I grew up, I, I began to see that this Christmas thing was really about giving instead of getting. I mean, I watched it in them. I could never get them anything. I didn't have anything. I mean, I could draw them a picture or whatever else it might be. But I remember one year in particular, I went and I wanted uh, to get some eggnog and, and uh, before we opened the presents, you know, and I, I said, wait a minute, I want to get some eggnog. And there was a glass I wanted to get at the top of the cabinet. And it was one of those you got free at a gas station if you got eight gallons of gasoline. I mean, it was one of those little ones with holly around it, you know, and it was just a stupid glass. And, and But I wanted that one. And so I, I, I was too small and I didn't want to bother anyone. They were sitting there waiting to open their gifts. And so I, I kind of climbed up on the counter and just grabbed the, the cabinets and I climbed up and, and as I grabbed the cabinet to pull me up so I could get that glass off the shelf, the whole wall of cabinets came off the wall and came down in the kitchen. Oh, just no. crashed. All the dishes broke. Everything. China. I mean, everything was, wow. I was sitting in the middle of the floor and all this stuff was all around me, broken. And my mom and dad and brother obviously come running in, and there I am sitting on the floor. And they saw that I was okay. And it was like, well, okay, Dave. That's You know, I could look in my mom's eyes. I just broke a bunch of her favorite things. I mean, they were gone, and I, I didn't mean it. I mean, it was a total accident at yeah. that point. I remember I never got yelled at for that. <laughs> I mean, they understood who I was, and I didn't get yelled at. But I remember... I kind of stole the joy away that, that year of, of this, the giving, almost. It was like you had this damper over there. But the thing I saw in my mom was still, I don't want you to miss me giving you these things. I was being bothered by that cabinet and by what I did. But she didn't want me to miss out on the joy of giving me something. Still. Like, I just ruined all her kitchen stuff. Mm -hmm. And she still wanted to make sure I got something and that I understood how special I was to her. And I never forgot that. You know, there's been many Christmases where I have, um, I think I've battled being depressed a bit. I began as a, as a young person to believe that Christmas was about getting and not about giving. Mm -hmm. And I was disappointed in what I got. I didn't get enough. I didn't get what I wanted. I didn't get. But then I began to realize that that's never what it was about. It was about Jesus who gave. My mom showed me that through the years. And, and I have found since, now that I'm an older man, that the precious thing in life is not receiving, it's giving. Yeah. And looking and finding somebody that you can give something to that it actually matters. And, and I think that's what we're talking about, Jeff. There are people around us everywhere, whether they be people who grew up in this country or people who came here from somewhere else, that there are always people that we can give to if we just open our eyes and take a look. I got kind of a question for the panel, though, here. When we talk about giving a gift, when you talk about giving someone a gift, 
Is it really a gift if it didn't really cost you anything? I mean, can it, or is it just something you're getting rid of? Doesn't a gift cost something? I would say, yeah. You know, I mean, it's one thing to, sure, I can go through all my old stuff and things that I don't care about that I'm planning to throw away if I give it to you. Right. You know, it's really not doing anything. So if I come over and you gave me something that's a re-gift and you didn't want it in the first place, I mean, how special am I? Right. I mean, you might not know that, but it's a different experience from Most my of the heart. time you know that. Right. Pretty much I mean, you, Usually you can tell by the gift. Yeah. You know? yeah. I get a pink umbrella from you. It's like, you know, white you probably elephant. didn't want that. You know? yeah. yeah, I was yeah. going to say white elephant. That's yeah. more common. Yeah. There was an old guy once that was talking to me about that, and I, he thought, you know, it's not a gift if it doesn't cost you something. Mm-hmm. I mean, in America, even to the church or other people, do we normally give out of our abundance? I mean, we've got so much that we can just give and... I think one of the things that we're easy to do or quick to do is look at our pocketbook first and, you know, ask, can I afford to give that to somebody else? I mean, looking outside of, let's just say our family. So in my house, kind of one of the things that we're doing is looking at, again, our, <laughs> our own financial situation. I don't want to go into debt over Christmas. It's not worth it. But in the, the sensitivity, the things that I am going to give, who I'm going to give to, who I'm willing to give to and then who I'm willing to say no to, that kind of becomes a difficult conversation because you start looking at family. And so sometimes you feel like there's an obligation to give all these gifts to the brothers and sisters and everybody else. And pretty soon it adds up. And so we're kind of looking at, well, how do we give something that has value, but isn't like really a huge value ticket item, you know, like I can't buy iPads for everybody in our family, right? I can't buy a new car, you know, as much as I would like to for every person in our family. And those are things that maybe are frivolous to some people. And I would rather give something of value. So maybe it is created things, something that I put some time and energy in putting together for somebody else. I don't knit. I don't do those kinds of creative things, but some people would, they'd use some of their talents and, and give gifts that have a little bit more of a, a personal touch than they do a, a big price tag attached to them. But if we perverted things in a way, I mean, giving somebody that your time and, and being with them and loving them, do people really, would they rather have an iPad than you? Some, you know, oddly enough, some would. <laughs> well, see, that's where the problem is. That's where the problem is. We would rather have stuff than than be with people. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's perverted and wrong. So, some of the most valuable gifts that I've ever received were, were was, was, was training. There's that old Chinese proverb, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, mm. teach a man to fish, feed him for the rest of his life. A gift has to obviously be, be something of value. Otherwise, yeah. it's not a gift. The gifts can be both materialistic yeah. and uh, can be uh, training. Yeah, you know, Give me a certificate to chop my wood or something. I mean, that, that, that's, that's, <laughs> we talked about licenses for YouTube last that, week. That's actually meaningful. You know, and it doesn't cost anything. It's a little sweat equity. and, and it, You don't have to have money to show somebody you care. That's, that's my what point. we did all, all the time at my house. We gave our, my mom and dad IOUs. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to have money to tell someone you love them. Yeah. You, can, you can do something else. Spend time with them. Take them out to eat or something and just to be with them. I think it's nice to have those kind of gifts that you need, but then I, I remember um, when you think about gifts to give your parents, it's always a challenge because it usually ends up being, I think maybe just as we get older, we st- tend to appreciate gifts that we need more so than just gifts that we want. So it would tend to be things that my parents would need or I would do something for them. But sometimes it is nice to have the gifts that we want because it shows that the other person might be thinking about the kind of things that 
we would like. It's always nice to get something that you need because it's very practical, but I think it's also nice to get something that it really shows that the other person took time to know what kind of things that you were interested in or what kind of things you just would enjoy. Not necessarily, okay, so for example, I wouldn't mind a massage certificate for Christmas. <laughs> no, I don't need that, but if somebody gave that to me, I would be really grateful. There you go. <laughs> Get a dog. Hook up, Tara. You can join us on the tweet back, be a part of this conversation. We'd love to know what's at the top of your list or what kinds of things you do in this Christmas season, maybe to serve other people or to give gifts or something, maybe some creative ideas for Christmas. Join us on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB, and this conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. Hi, I'm Tara Kay. World Relief is excited to partner with HopeNet Radio listeners this Christmas to provide welcome kits for newly resettled refugees. World Relief Fox Valley has resettled 135 refugees this year in Northeast Wisconsin. Show them what Christmas is all about by giving the gift of a welcome kit. Check out HopeNet360.com slash welcome. That's HopeNet360.com slash welcome. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Join us on the tweet back right now. Use the hashtag HNRTV. Also, at Hopenet360.com, you can check out tonight's show notes and get some perspective. We've got a lot of different links, a lot of different stories, uh, some scripture there, some helpful tips, especially in this Christmas season now that we're looking towards uh, that part of the year. So we're just talking about some things that are related to Christmas, but this is something applicable to all seasons. How do we focus not just on... On ourselves, our own needs sometimes, but to look at the needs of other people. And Terry Kay is with us tonight on the show to, to talk a little bit more about what things are happening in Northeast Wisconsin around the issue of resettling refugees. I think this is an important thing happening in our society, and it's amazing now there's so much media coverage going on about refugees, and, and really as Christians, we are set up to love on people this Christmas season, whether it is refugees or it's people who are really in going through some difficult times in their life, maybe those that don't have family up here and they're facing some struggles, or, or just looking for someone to just take them in and love on them. And how do we do that this Christmas season? How do we get focused on the right things so we don't have, I guess, those kinds of regrets? when things just don't turn out the way that we hoped they would. I think what you have to do is look at reality, honestly. God made us to be relational. And the problem is that we've developed relationships with things. And what we need to do is reevaluate what relationships really are about. I mean, in, in Philippians chapter 3, I want just to say something. Start at verse 8, it says, Indeed, I count everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I stopped there for a second, I think. In relationships, wouldn't it be cool if I told my wife, nothing in this world compares to me just spending time with you and knowing you and loving you? Hmm. She might give you a kiss. Yeah, that's what God's saying, though. <laughs> I mean, that's what he says is important. Yeah, that, That's what the Apostle Paul is saying. You know what? This is what's important. And I would encourage people that you're in a relationship with somebody during this time of year, obviously. Tell them how important they are to you. Talk to them about how important it is that you spend time together and get to know them. Spend time looking them in the eye and, and talking to them about their life and, and why they're important and what you want to do in the future to help them be all that they can be. You know, in, in fact, Paul goes on to say, for this sake I've suffered the loss of all things. All other things just don't count compared to the relationships in our lives. 
They don't. And, and you know what? Gift giving should just be an overflow. It shouldn't be the purpose. Right. It's an overflow. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, doesn't that make sense? Oh, absolutely. You know, and I think you see that in the way that you, somebody genuinely gives. And I think we've talked about this almost a year ago towards the end of our Thanksgiving series going into Christmas and how you can almost tell the difference when, when somebody is genuinely caring about something that they're giving versus something that they're just trying to pawn off right. or do something in. And I think we see that ultimately in Christ. You know, and you mentioned where, you know, true giving costs you something. Mm-hmm. Um, and Paul is, is getting at that in chapter 3 here of Philippians where, you know what, all of this compared to the fact that I can give somebody Jesus is is priceless. Yeah, and you know, people can give different things. But for example, uh, I, I'm going to use Bill for an example here because he was at my house once a, a while ago and we were talking and I, I asked him if he ever um, got any really good shoes and i showed him one pair that i had you know and and it wasn't um a week later two weeks later there was a package in the mail for me with brand new shoes and he had noticed what shoes i was talking about he had noticed my shoes and he went out and he just made sure i had a real special pair that was more than i would ever spend on a pair of shoes now i thought you know that was extremely thoughtful of him and other areas like that you see people that do that uh, there are other people, though, like myself. I, I'm not a guy that's a rich guy um, in any way, and, and Bill isn't either. But I'm saying I'm not. I'm not a guy that we all show that we care differently. You know, I show that I care by just spending time with people, and wanting them to be successful, and trying to figure out how I can help them be successful. That to me is is like my ultimate saying to them: "You're I value you. You know, I, I want you to have a way to be successful." I think what we have to do is look at what God's given us to do. We, we should all be generous financially, but that's the easy thing financially to do. I, I think the harder thing is to, to really look at others during this time of year and keep asking ourselves, whether they be people we know well or don't know, what, what can I do? What, what is it that God's given me that I can give to them to help them in their life be what they could be right now? Yeah, you know, something interesting just to... To consider recently, in in my own family, we had a situation come up where uh, we had a health thing for one of my sons, and we had to actually take him to the hospital. And it was one of those things where, you know, looking on that situation, this is that time of year when so many things that happen that are out of our control. And, you know, I think of another story that I saw this week where uh, it, recently, anyway, there was a, a guy that actually wrote a letter to a police department thanking him for a ticket he got. He was pulled over for a DUI. And his story went on that he wrote this letter not because he could get anything from them for doing it. He'd already received his punishment. But sometimes those the bad things that we view are, are bad things actually turn out to be good things. And there's a lot of things that can just come up in our life that can steal our joy. And isn't it interesting? This is supposed to be that time of the year when it's joy to the world. And I think the thing that always strives to, to steal our joy, I think, happens a lot is we get focused on things of this world, even our health, even our, our wellness and our own uh, stuff that we try to fill in our life to bring us joy and bring us satisfaction. And Dave, I find over and over, guys, do you find this as well in your life that when we start to look at the things of the world, the fact that my bank account isn't big enough for Christmas this year or uh, the fact that, you know, I'm I'm struggling, friends around me are struggling, uh, too many people need stuff and I just don't have all the means to just give everything they need do you find that there are just things in this world that steal our joy away like that it's easy to get wrapped up i know for me i i like getting gifts but i i do like spending time with 
my family was always one of my favorite parts about Christmas. But I like Christmas traditions. And one thing that I was thinking about when you were saying that is what happens when something maybe interrupts our Christmas traditions, like something unexpected, like going to the hospital. And sometimes those kind of things can get in the way too. Um, not just we're so concerned. I've worked retail for many years, so just dealing with people going, I don't know what I should get this person. And I don't know if they're going to like, it just seems so weird to me. Like, why should you struggle to figure out what kind of sweater to buy this person when they're just going to return it? Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, spending time with my family, like doing things um, with my family for Christmas, but I like the traditions, but then sometimes um, when something gets in the way of that, or are we so stuck on our traditions that we're not flexible to see maybe outside of what we know of Christmas to be like one year, my family decided that they weren't going to do presents that we were just going to um, decide to do something for a charity um, and it was a rough year doing that the first year to go from not any presents at all to doing something else I mean I do those kind of things in general just in general anyway mm-hmm. throughout the year but it was a challenge the first year and I think part of it it wasn't just about the gifts it was just because that's what we had always done yeah. and so I think it's important this Christmas too to think about um, making our lives more flexible and more available to because sometimes God uses us in ways that we need to step out of what we know or, or maybe what's inconvenient for us so yeah. we're used to spending Christmas this way and something might happen we're used to doing this kind of tradition and just be flexible that maybe you never know what kind of joy and what how you can serve in doing something different this year i think the hardest thing and we can talk about in the second half of the show is how do you communicate that change you know let's change the idea i would agree with you it's so much less stressful if you're not going to go out and buy 50 presents for different people and and try to line up with their interests and that sort of thing it's so much easier to say hey guys let's just take all this money we would have spent on all those different ipads different colored whatchamacallits and let's just put it towards something that will help bless somebody else that's so much easier and i think it is a lot easier Year when we have that spirit of giving and just wanting to give, not expecting something in return. We're going to talk about this in the second half of HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. Hi, this is Dave Wager, a voice you normally hear on HopeNet Radio, and I'd love to invite you, our listening guest, to a special weekend at the Wolf River Refuge, sponsored by Silver Birch Ranch, a time where we get together and learn how to really study the Bible. We call it Digging Deeper. It'll be held February 19th to 21st. You can find more information at wolfriverrefuge.org. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. Glad you've joined us for the conversation tonight. If you miss any part of this show, subscribe to the podcast at HopeNet360.com slash podcast. And you can listen back to all of our past episodes. We had some really great conversations. This is part two of our conversation last week. And as you know, last week we talked about refugees and the issue that has come up recently and that a lot of us Christians are wrestling with. How do we respond to this? Um, we look at our political leaders and we think, oh, we've got these things going on in our country. Why can't we solve our own problems before we bring in problems of other people and the things they have and the issues they have? And so there's so many different tensions that as Christians were discussing and talking about on social media and every other place out there and with our friends and so many of us have opinions and it's good to have opinions don't get me wrong it's good that we all know that we can have 
an opinion about something, but we don't have to necessarily look to be the one that is right. And that might be difficult for some of us. That's the whole goal of this show, though, is to start conversation, to actually have some meaningful conversation, meaningful dialogue, and in a way, thoughtful dialogue. And tonight, as we're entering into our Christmas season, maybe God is asking us to do something for refugees. And I'm just going to put it out there. We're going to talk to Tara about this tonight on the show, about what it means to actually serve refugees. The reality is, is we are all ourselves as Christians, we're actually not citizens of this world. I don't know if you guys know this, but in Philippians, it talks about this this scripture in there, uh, Philippians uh, chapter 3, verse 20. It talks about being citizens of heaven. So that, to us, it, it means something in that context. We're going to talk about that context. But as we live in this world, Dave, Tara, Jason, Bill, it seems like increasingly it's it's so easy to get wrapped up in being a citizen of this world, doing all the things that people around us do, the world does, and and sometimes even as new Christians, as we come into a relationship with Christ, it's really hard to give up some of the old ways that we have, the old ways of doing things. And we went to the break. We talked about changing up some things in our in just our Christmas celebration and communicating that with family. How do we talk about this whole gift-giving thing? Are we out of alignment with our priorities even on Christmas? How do we think outside the box in this and, and not bring so much more stress in? Sometimes holidays bring in even more stress in our life than we can actually handle. Isn't Christmas and Thanksgiving, aren't they, those are holidays that have a tremendous amount of depression, anxiety, and uh, even suicide attempts uh, during that time period. It's showing something uh, during that time period. It shows that that very possibly we have missed the connection of what that's all about in several ways. And and I really want to encourage our listeners, you know, you really need to start a dialogue with those that you love about what, what we're doing during these time periods in our, in our lives, during Christmas. What is the purpose of this? When you look at it, it's really about, again, Jesus giving and God giving. God so loved, in John chapter 3, God so loved that he gave. The motivation for giving isn't because you need to give, but because you love I mean, that's why you want to give. And, and you're looking, and God gave us something that, that's valuable. He gave us his son so that we could be in his family. And, and we need to be people that are aware of that. There are so many people. We always will suffer when we think about self first. We will always suffer. It isn't about us. It is really about other people. And, and whether they be people that are close to us or people that are just scared and in a new country. You, you talked about our citizenship being in heaven, and, and that's right. In many ways, all of us that are Christians are, are kind of refugees ourselves. This isn't our home, but we're in the middle of a war, but it isn't our home. And, and so what we have to do is understand how do we live in a place that isn't our home? How do, how do we live and thrive and enjoy the people around us in a place that's temporary but not ours? And uh, probably there's many people in our country that have come over from different places uh, during these seasons that we can be aware of and look to and, and, and reach out to them and help them understand the love of Christ during this particular season. Maybe to just sit down with them. Tara, let me ask you this. If, if there was somebody from a, another country, a refugee here, and they're all, they're all legal and all that kind of thing, and, and, I'm, and I want to go and, and use this time of year to just um, welcome them to our country. And, and explain to them the significance of Christmas. Would they welcome that? I think they would welcome just about anyone spending time with them, whether they completely understand everything that you're saying or not. Just the actual time together 
it really does mean a lot. Yeah, you know, I think it's harder to, uh, Bill, let me ask you this. Is it harder for people to, to go about causing a great disturbance, whether it be uh, suicide bombers and that kind of thing, when somebody's come and actually shared with them and loved them and cared for them and, and worked with them? Actually, I'm sorry to give you the bad news. It, it, it doesn't matter because their mindset is pretty much set. They would have to have been changed uh, long before that. Any kind of act of kindness to a, a person, uh, a terrorist, in that kind of a frame or reference would would be just pretty pretty much like spilled milk. Uh, sorry, sorry for the bad. You news. know, though, I'm, I'm going to challenge you on that. I, I would I would like to believe that if I actually went to somebody uh, like Saul in the Bible who became the Apostle Paul, and, and that if I went with the mind frame that God help me love this person, that that it could make a huge difference in that person's life. I would hope that it would, uh, but unfortunately with, with you maybe giving that act of kindness, it depends on how they, they perceive it. They might see it as a weakness, might take advantage of it, and something might, might even happen to you. Um, yeah. So it's, it's one of the, those things to where better safe. Okay, well, let's start. back the bus up a little bit then okay. and say, okay, there's, a, there's somebody here that, that is a refugee from another country. They're not a terrorist. I mean, they're not. They're they're just here. They're they're trying to get a life. And yet, if we leave them to be on their own and and they're isolated, and the, isn't it easier for them to get into that mind frame rather than and, than going to them and spending time with them from the beginning so that they feel like they're part of our country? You're correct. Like like with the terrorist organization, it's showing kindness towards them, people who are are, are vetted, uh, people who have been in the system uh, for a couple years. Uh, if not more, that would be a genuine show of, of kindness. It could be done in, in, a, in a very protected, professional manner. So it, it's not like you're uh, in any kind of danger. Yeah, you know what? I think that's exactly what the Bible teaches as well. I think I think the Bible teaches that there are some people out there that are that that you know they're angry, they're wolves, they're going to kill sheep no matter what, and you can't do much about it. And and that's not for us to judge that. But there are people out there that are like that. But there are others. There are many immigrants, and Terry, you probably know many of them, that, that basically have come to our country. They're not, all they want to do is have a better life for their family. And just like my grandparents came over and, and want a better life for their family, and, they, and they've achieved that, that's what they would like. They would like a better life. They would like to be good citizens. And, and really, the body of Christ should reach out to them in a way, especially this time of year, where we can get into their lives and show them that we care about them. I think that's definitely true. And the one thing maybe that I was you know, wanting to clear it maybe from our last show is that we actually, the people that we resettle in, in our area, um, are, come from a wide variety of faith backgrounds. So we do have some refugees that are Muslims, but we have quite a few that are Christians and quite a few from different denominations. It's important to just think about the time connecting with someone and you never know what kind of difference that you can make. I mean, as being Christians, we want to share the love of Christ. And you never know what kind of difference that would make in somebody's life, whatever their faith background may be. And and if they don't know Christ, then as you spend time with them, that means so much more than really even our own agency, even though we're faith-based, that quality time that we, we have our volunteers spending with our clients, it means so much to them. And that's very different from what they see in, in what they maybe have a, a preconceived notion of what Americans are like. Yeah. So it's very they notice the difference as why are these people just caring so much about me they don't even know me 
So it makes a difference. They see it and they notice it. And we're, our hope is that as our volunteers and as, as more churches especially get involved and more people, you know, just really help us out on a daily basis and really getting to know our clients, that's where the biggest difference is made. And developing a relationship is just so important because those are the people that are really going to be able to open up and share their faith when the time is right with our clients versus what, what we could ever do. That's really our goal is the relational side of it, just like we were talking about before. And we're going to talk about that when we come back here on the show. Check out tonight's show notes at HopeMed360.com. Also, be a part of the tweet back. Join us in the conversation. We're hanging out with you on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTV. It's the HopeNet Radio tweet back. And this conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. Hey, I'm Tiger McLuhan from Youth Leadership. Recharge is coming to Green Bay this February. We know a lot of adults, parents, a lot of youth ministries that are filled with caring people who love children and love kids, but haven't really had the opportunity to be equipped, given practical ideas on how to do that desire more effectively. Every children's ministry worker, every youth worker hopes that their ministry makes a difference in their small group works and confirmation impacts those kids, but hope is not a strategy. To learn more about Recharge, visit ministryrecharge.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW, Tara Kay, Jason, and Bill with you on the show. And as we're talking in the break, guys, Bill, you were talking about a, a, a perspective of law enforcement. You've had so much experience both between your time serving in our armed forces and now in a different capacity, but much still just as important with Homeland Security and, and just your opportunity that you have to, in a way, show compassion to people and for people. And we talked about how uh, even this year we've seen so many headlines about you know negative things going on, ways that our media wants to picture or paint uh, law enforcement officials in excessive force and, and all these things, and, and almost in a way to build skepticism among people who are supposed to protect us. And Dave, you talk quite at length about how loving people also involves providing protection. And so the two of you guys, I'd like to hear from you guys as we're looking at this Christmas season and loving people, people that are different from us. How do we do this? And how does even protecting oneself and how does law enforcement, what what can we do as just average citizens to find a way to just show our appreciation or love for people that do protect us even when we don't even realize it? Yeah, you know what? I, I would just like to say publicly that one of the things that I've been aware of in the last couple of years is how the United States has, has got people uh, that are police, that are homeland security, that are their guards in some way, that are trained to make sure that we can go to public events and not even know they're there and enjoy our lives and enjoy our freedom. And uh, I would publicly like to thank the police and, and those people that are involved in that because we don't see you doing it, so we can't thank you. Mm. And this time of year, I think it's time for us to look at you, even though we don't know who you are. And uh, those of you listening know who you are and just know that there are people that really appreciate the fact that we can go to a store, we can buy things, and we know that our backs are covered because you have done the research, you have done the training, and you know what to do. And and what's really interesting is we talked about like a parent, like like um, uh, you, Jason, or, or Jeff, or, you know, you, you guys are there to love your children but to protect them. You know, the the police department and the law enforcement people are there to make sure that we as citizens who are doing everything that we're supposed to are loved and protected, but also to make sure we have the freedom to do that. 
And that's, I think, the difference. Bill, when you look at the situation we're in in our country, how do we deal with loving people and yet at the same time protecting people? Because you have to deal with that every day. Yeah, uh, unfortunately with the, with the news media uh, and current events, uh, Ferguson, Baltimore, all those things that unfortunately I've been involved in, uh, the, the United States has become very individualistic, very, very selfish, whereas this movement about Black Lives Matter and, and it's all like, well, I, I wouldn't say that Black Lives Matter. I say everyone's lives matter. Um, one of the first rule in law enforcement that I uh, train my guys and I, I make sure that they, they memorize it is that the first rule in law enforcement is you go home at the end of your shift, no matter if, ands, or buts. We'll sort it all out later. You just get home to your, to your family. Following on that note, uh, with the, the way that uh, things are going uh, in, in society and in the United States, unfortunately, things are getting worse instead of better. It's a matter of us ma maintaining our professionalism, maintaining our training, making sure that we follow the laws, that we obey the laws that we actually enforce. Just a matter of people understanding you, you, you can't make uh, snap decisions, you can't uh, judge a book by its cover. Uh, too many people are offering their opinions, they're stirring the pot, they're you know rattling the, the, the sabers yeah. is what we you, call You it. were talking about the difference between uh, looking at somebody and having sympathy and empathy. Is yes. That, yes. Explain that. Okay, well, so sympathy and uh, empathy are very, very similar, not not just in words, but sympathy actually changes your mindset. And it has gotten a lot of police officers in the past killed, where it puts them in a position of disadvantage, where they actually do something that they're not supposed to do that's outside of their training, whereas empathy still allows you to maintain your, your professionalism, your compassion, um, and you're, you're, you're allowed to, you know, still continue to do your job, but it doesn't, it doesn't take you to a place to where you're not supposed to be. That, that's one of the thing, things that's taught in the academy. That's one of the things that I make sure I tell my men. Uh, unfortunately, uh, every 53 hours in the United States, a law enforcement officer loses his life. Mm. And with those t statistics, this year seems, seems to be an awful uh, year, year for that, unfortunately. Whereas officers have, have lost their lives because maybe they, they didn't make the right decisions. Maybe they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, they, were, they were still doing their job. But unfortunately, one thing led, led to another that you know took their lives and uh it's one of the, those things that i always want to i always try and teach my, my men about maintaining situational awareness making sure that that you go home at the end of your shift uh, making sure that you understand why you're doing what you're doing yeah when you go and you do your job i know you personally and i know that you care very deeply about people and that's what's interesting to me is that you're out there looking at people and you care about people but you're willing to do what you need to do to ensure that the people who are free stay free. Yeah. And it could get very messy. And uh, I just want you to know that, that we thank you for that. And at the same point, I think you teach us all a lesson on how we need to do things. I mean, as a Christian, as someone who loves God and loves people, I need to be able to look with the same uh, empathy to people mm -hmm. and say, you know what, this person is somebody I need to have patience with and work with because I can see I can help them. This person, I need to remove them from influence of the people around me because of a certain reason. And may God give us wisdom and, and, and may we have uh, people who are sensitive to the Holy Spirit so we know what to do because there are times where we don't. I mean, this is the season where we want to give and we want to help. But we also need to be careful as we do that and do it wisely and see if God wouldn't use um, us to both protect people 
and to help those who are needy at the same point. And, and I think we can do that. Absolutely. I think that's definitely something that I always have to remind myself, especially people who work in social work type jobs, because it's easy to get um, overburdened by helping people and think that you have to solve everybody's problems or you see people in need all the time and you feel like you have to do whatever you absolutely can do to help them. And that's not always true. And I hope um, people listening today really like um, what Bill was saying about empathy and sympathy, because giving and giving of your time can be done in a way that's effective and safe at the same time. And we have a couple opportunities if you know people are listening to the program and they want to get involved, but maybe they're hesitant. I wouldn't really advise to just seek out necessarily families in your neighborhood that you maybe don't know, but we have opportunities. We have certain volunteer opportunities for families, church groups that you actually go through our training program to become a volunteer. Um, we do background checks and match people up accordingly. So it's families that we know. And then we also get, want to make sure that we get to know our volunteers and that they've gone through the appropriate checks as well. So it's a controlled situation. And I really want to encourage people if they, you know, feel like this is something they want to get involved in to do it in a way that it's, you know, through an organization like World Relief. And we have opportunities. We have um, on our website, you can find out um, how to get involved in volunteering. We also have an info night coming up in Oshkosh on December 8th at our Oshkosh office at 630. So if you're in the area and you want to learn more about it, um, if you're not in that area, we'll have some more coming up or you can just contact me as well. And I'd be happy to talk with you about those. So, Is that at the Duluth Trading Company? No, it's at World <laughs> Relief. Right, so our website second. is www.worldreliefoxvalley.org. And um, if you're also looking for ways to get involved, your family, and uh, maybe you don't want to, you, you can't do a long-term volunteer uh, situation, but you'd like to do something maybe specifically for the holidays, um, we have a really great uh, idea on our website. It's called a welcome kit. And w- we set you up with um, the types of things that are needed, the type of donations that are needed. So if you are looking for a project for your family to do or your church to do for the holidays or any time of year, really, we guide you through what kind of things to put in that kit. So we have uh, to pick from, you can pick a kitchen kit or a bathroom kit. Um, we really are in need of the linen kit, which includes linens and bedding and comforters for our newly arriving families. And that's a great way to get involved. And you, it's a really team building thing with you, if you're doing it with your family or with your church. Um, if you're also to get interested in giving financially, we have opportunities to do that on our website as well. All right, and we will post those links under our show notes at HopeNet360.com. So check them out there. You can learn how to get involved with World Relief, both at the Volunteer Night this Tuesday and for Christmas. If you want to make uh, a gift, you want to bless a family who's just coming here with just about nothing, pretty much, and needing to have even their basic necessities provided for. So check out tonight's show notes at HopeNet360.com. This conversation will wrap up here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Join us on the tweet back tonight. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Also, tonight, I know there's some things going on in your life, as there are in all of our lives, and 
You know, if there's something that's really going on that you're struggling to figure out how to talk to somebody about this, or you don't know who to go to to talk to about some of these issues that you're facing, go and chat with one of our live coaches at HopeNet360.com. So, Jeff, DW with you, wrapping things up tonight on the show. We got Tara Kay, we got Jason, who's actually been rather quiet tonight, Jason. It's hard to believe that you've been this quiet. You've just been listening. But we'll get to your final conversation, final comments in a moment. Bill's also here with us. Bill has had some extensive training and many years of service in armed forces and now in Homeland Security, providing some really amazing insights. You and Tara were talking about how to live in a way and even how to help people in a way that's not necessarily sympathetic. Sometimes we get those words mixed up. I liked how you guys brought that distinction of you know empathy and sympathy and how one puts you in a place of too much vulnerability, almost opening yourself up for a, a, a really maybe a situation that you weren't expecting, compromising even your integrity and how to actually do things right. There's a way to show people empathy, but in a way that is safe and is a way that is, is helpful and helps to even as Tara, as you were talking about, helps preserve their dignity even as refugees come in and, and they need people to, to help them with basic needs. But we can do things that don't threaten our integrity and our own safety and our own security, but, and they do actually help other people, whereas there is a way that we tend to respond. Sometimes it's more of our heart, more of an emotional response that gets us in trouble. And so guys, as we're wrapping things up tonight, Jason, I'd love to hear some of your final thoughts in this conversation as well. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I've just been listening a lot because obviously there's, uh, we got Bill here who hasn't had a lot of experience and, and Tara does it for a living. So I was just letting them speak. But, uh, you know, I think it really is as we think about our response as believers, you know, as Jesus followers, it's, it's to our main goal, obviously, is to share Jesus, and we need to live our lives in such a way that we're living contagiously, you know, so that people see Jesus in everything that we do. Um, but that doesn't mean that we just do it recklessly in the sense of we want to make sure that we're doing it in the right way. And, and even hearing about how Bill and Tara talked about ways that you can engage you know, even different people that might live around us. I think it's it's very wise to do that because our, our goal is to be Jesus to our neighbors, you know, and so if we have neighbors that are different from us, whether it's ethnically or just differently in general, you know, our responsibility is, is to learn how we can best be Jesus to them. I mean, part of being a missionary per se, you know, being a missionary is really telling people about Jesus, but part of the role is to, you know, learn about the people that you're ministering to, whether you're doing it next door or whether you're doing it overseas. And I think part of that is learning, you know, different cultural differences, different cultural ideologies so that you can best minister to them without, you know, doing something that would get you into more danger than you need to be. Right. Yeah, I like the lifeguard analogy still. I mean, we're all trained. If you're a lifeguard, you understand that there are rules to jump in the water. Yeah. And it doesn't do good for two people to drown if one is drowning. You need to understand that and be trained on, on when it is appropriate to go in and help and when you should wait and get other people to help you at that point. Yeah. And I think it's wise. Uh, there is no excuse for us not helping those who are truly needy. Mm-hmm. That's what we do as believers. And during Christmas time, it's, it's getting the focus off ourselves and others, and, and we can certainly do that. But we can do it wisely through organizations um, like World Relief and others that we might be able to partner with and know that at least there's a chance there to, to go into somebody's life and help them in a way that shows them Jesus. It's a safe way to do that. We could bring our families. We could work on it and, and follow all those things and still be wise and not give those who want to destroy a foothold to do that uh, by allowing them to use us in our relationship with them to try and do that. And uh, and I think if we keep this in perspective, God will give us wisdom. That we are always to love. And, you know, when Jesus hung on the cross, he looked at the people and he said, 
Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And I really think that of, of terrorists many times. I, I think, you know, they really don't know what they're doing. They're, they're doing things that are so wrong. And if they really understood who God was, they wouldn't be doing this. And they don't understand that. So if I get an opportunity, may, maybe not to somebody who's already made up their mind and, and somebody's going to do that, but to, to be able to talk to somebody before they ever get there so that we can help them figure out what they need to do in life so that they can respond to God the way they should and live the way uh, they should in the realm of love and caring for other people. If you love God, I promise you won't be taking airplanes and driving them into buildings. That's not what you're going to do. If you love God, you're not going to be putting a bomb on your chest and walking and killing a bunch of innocent people. That's not what those who love God do. Those who love God, they lay down their lives. They don't take other people's lives. And, and that's important to understand. Yeah, once again, I just want to stress to, to your to your listeners and to, to you guys here, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, you guys know how to reach me. Um, and don't, don't hesitate to do so. That's what I'm here. I'm here to make everybody uh, uh, safe and uh, to, to share uh, my, my training, my knowledge, skills, and abilities, and, and I'm always a, a phone call away. Um, one thing that I like to stress with your with your listeners, really, God gave us only one life, and I just want you to be careful. I want you to be safe. I want you to get the proper training if needed. You you don't get any do overs. It's not like the Green Bay Packers where you get several uh, first downs, second downs, third downs. You only get one one kick. So uh, make sure that you do it right. You have the right reasons, and you do your homework. Tara, as we're wrapping things up tonight, what are your final thoughts on on this topic, this discussion? I think it's it's always important to remember the other person's perspective too. I mean, I work with people some of the most incredible people I have felt, even from people who don't, who don't share the same Christian faith from some of our refugees, I have been shown more love than I've ever received from, than I have even from Christians. People that every time I help them out, they just are always willing to give. And even some of our own refugees volunteer and will do whatever is asked for the, asked of them. And I've just like, that's taught me a lot even about what, you know, it is to just help somebody else out in need. Like the, a lot of our, our families are just so willing to help others in need as well, even their fellow refugees and even in the community. And a lot of times they're even afraid of us. We have to put ourselves in their shoes as well. I mean, they, we have people give them rides. They're going into a car with somebody they don't know maybe or, you know, going somewhere that they don't exactly know where they're going. So they really have no choice but to be vulnerable. I mean, that's what the, the mission of World Relief is, is to stand for the most vulnerable. So, once again, I encourage you, if you really feel, you know, compelled by this issue and to help refugees, please look for the opportunities through a safe method, through going through our uh, World Relief Fox Valley and checking out our website, worldrelieffoxvalley.org. Um, we have lots of opportunities for you to get involved, not just this time of year, but all year round. I know it's very easy for people around Christmas time to just want to get involved then, but we really love it when people come to us and say, what can I do to help? I'm willing to help all year round and with whatever you need. And so you can have as much time commitment as you're able to give or as little time commitment as you're able to give. And don't forget coming up Tuesday, December 8th is our volunteer night in Oshkosh. So just come and find out more about what it is about being a volunteer. And again, if you're, um, we had one in Appleton, um, we have them about once a month. So if you missed it, um, please just contact me. I can set up a meeting with you or I can, uh, you know, again, we can get it out to HopeNet when we're going to have another one. Keep in mind that there are people who, that you'd be helping are probably just as, nervous about working with you as you might be with them, but don't let that hinder you. 
it's really a great opportunity to form relationships and learn a lot about other cultures and learn all about yourself, too. All right. Everything is on our show notes tonight at HopeNet360.com. Thanks for being a part of this conversation. It can be a difficult thing to talk about, but overall, when we're looking at our world, we need to have eyes like Christ, not our own fleshly eyes, which sometimes respond out of fear or out of ignorance. I think it's so important that we go to God and just find out what he says about this and then allow him to use us. And I just want to encourage you, no matter what you heard on this show, hear this. This Christmas season, it's not about you. It's about Jesus. It's about your neighbors. It's about your family. It's about spending the time and doing the right things that really do matter. Not worrying about things that are just not worth worrying about. Stressing about things that could just change tomorrow. Let's worry about what really matters. Loving people and loving people well. Join us on the tweet back tonight. If you're listening, you can use the hashtag HNRTB. Leave your thoughts tonight with us on the show. We'll see you guys next week on HopeNet Radio. Bye. Later. Real.